0: Welcome to episode 21 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. So, subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, your baby daddy house. I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, so Nah, what do we call this episode?
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> What you got here? Put some R
0: E S P E C T on my name. R E S P E C T. Gotta give a shout-out. Recipes to Aretha Franklin. So, all right, we gotta get right into it. The ratchet minute. Oh, oh <laughs> number one on the list is your girl, Amarasa the Amarasa. Amarasa the manigat. Whatever what Amarosa Manigault? Yeah. <laughs> she So supposedly Miss Amarosa has about 200 audio tape, text emails, all kind of stuff uh, about her time at the white house, which honestly is some shit I would have done as well. You got to tape everybody and everything. So uh, this is all in anticipation, a slow drip. So her book unhinged um, can stay a bestseller. I'm not sure if it's a bestseller yet, but at, at least keep the bot keep the buzz going around it. So um, yeah, some of
1: the things,
0: it, I think it's out. Okay. I think so. And 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 if it is, um, honestly I'm I'm a, I'm audible. I'm going to put it on Audible. I am going to um listen to it <laughs> cuz I ain't reading it. Mm-hmm. Um so allegedly she has like a lot of little tidbits that she's talking about. She says that after she was fired by John Kelly, White House Chief of Staff, that Lara Trump, which is number 45's daughter-in-law, I forgot which brother or which son she was married to. But anyway, she offered Omarosa a job uh, supposedly fifteen thousand dollars a month if she just keep quiet about all the things that she's seen and heard at the White House, which supposedly Miss uh, Mandy the Galt, she um turned it down. Mm-hmm. Um Amorasa also says that Trump uh has was using the n-word during the prentice. Like, oh really? <laughs> like that's <Yeah>. a revelation. Um and, right. And we do know that number 45 has called her a dog and a low life and a crazed I'm going to add black woman um, on Twitter. Um, and then he also wants to tell her what um, law she's, she's broken. So uh, quotes from her. She said that she's uh, I'm emancipated. She said, I feel like I just got freed off a plantation. This is after she got fired. She said, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. End quote. Um, what do you think about all this? Nah,
1: I, I'm Rosa, I, 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 Omarosa is the villain that has turned into a fucking hero. (laughs) She's still not my favorite person in the world, but man, she is my hero right now. Yeah, get it how you live. Get it how you live. got the balls that I wish I I had. I promise you. All the emails. Girl, I was like, you know how many lives I can take down with emails and pictures and text messages and videos I got on my phone?
0: (laughs) <laughs> you gotta be meticulous <laughs> with that shit <laughs> yeah,
1: i'm I thinking like i could really ruin some lives and she it, girl i i'm all i'm all the way i'm probably not gonna read her book but i am all the way here i'll
0: read it for i'll read it for us I'm, i'll share i'll bring it back to the masses um because i will i do want to i do want to hear it and and like you saying like i'm all the way here for it As well she did exactly what I think you you are supposed to do as a black woman that's out here in the corporate world um, you know you can make friends if you want to but always always know that you are you are doing it by yourself so whatever you need you got tapes you got text you got emails you got photocopy you got you got Photoshop everything that is at your disposal please be mindful to use it because you never know Mm-hmm. Oh, when the tables would turn how, and how they did. So, fit. you know, I, I was reading somewhere that she was down with number 45 for like 15 years, you know, just look steadily building her way to the top, getting in, being an insider. But she even she said when she got into the White House that, you know, she was overlooked because she was number one black and number two, a woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nothing nothing really changed on that end. So, but absolutely I am this is a mess upon all messes. I mean you know, what
1: I mean, is she she knows how messy Donald Trump is. She knew that this administration was gonna be a, a fucking um carnival act or whatever. She knew it was gonna be a mess, and she went in there with a plan. She did. She went in there with oh. a plan and I'm I mad she executed it. I ain't mad at all. Who knows
0: to her? You gotta do what you gotta do. Get it how you live, girl.
1: <laughs> I'm just kicked out of the black hole and she can't come back, but I, I do uh admire what she's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and and I agree because wow. I, I can't I mean, whatever she had to do to get to where she ended up, I mean she had to do it, and that was really forsaken to me, her own her own people. She got a little bit of cred when she was engaged to um the late uh what's his name?
1: Michael Duncan.
0: Michael Eric Eric Michael Duncan? No, Michael Duncan. Michael Duncan.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, a little, you know, I it kind of redeemed her a little bit and then that loss I, I did feel for a sister. Um but other than that, ooh, she got on my nerves. But do what you gotta do, sis. <laughs> it's on you, boo.
1: <laughs> people, Like from, from the States or are they from the islands? I always wonder about like her last name is Manigo. That's not a real common name, American last name.
0: I thought it was. I thought it was French. I thought it was Haitian. Honestly,
1: I kind of thought she was from Haitian too, but she, she never talks about it. So
0: no, because then you know the way she says is her her people are you know from the south, and she talks about the food, or the home cooking. Let me stop. I don't. I don't know. I'm making up stuff now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And then she's is she married? She was re. She's she, she got, married because it's like yeah, she got remarried to some
1: guy. I don't know um, who he is. Uh, okay. Right, so this is her third marriage, I believe.
0: Okay. Well, I'm a Rosa. I got the tapes, man, and go. You do what you got to do. Girl, <laughs>
1: this is amazing. This is a, this is amazing. This is a, a wonderful time in Black history. This is amazing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, somebody in her um, <laughs> somebody in her camp said if if Trump keeps bad talking her on um, on on social media, she's gonna uh what do they call it? She's going to release a, like a greatest hits of all the
0: <laughs> That would be so perfect. Can
1: you imagine? So funny. This is
0: so funny. I mean, I, and, and the, but the sad thing is that I think anything that's going to be revealed about what number 45 said or did won't be a surprise no. to anyone. It would just be confirmation. Yeah. Of things we already know. So, all right. Okay. So moving on, I wanted to talk about Kay Michelle's um, revelations on Idris Elba and her other lovers. Did you hear about this? Um,
1: okay. Well, I heard. Go ahead. I don't know. Let me break. Yeah. Let me
0: break it down. So Kay Michelle, uh, back in 2014, she dated. Um, Idris, Idris, how, what do you how do you say his name? I say Idris Elba. You it's, say Idris? I say Idris, Idris Elba. Idris. Oh, okay, all right, because y'all are intimate, so you know. Um, so she dated him back in 2014, <laughs> and she said, and this was she gave an interview to Hollywood Unlocked. She basically said that um, they dated in 2014. She said they met at the Soul Train Music Awards back in 2013, um, and that. When she saw him, she's like, you know, she told him his pants was too tight. He said, "You can't trust a big button to smile," and they kind of hit it off from there. Um, she also said that they never really hid their relationship; that you know, everybody knew their their managers and you know, people on both sides kind of knew it wasn't. Um, she said he gave amazing head,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: that he told her that he would be a bachelor forever. So when he got engaged recently, did he get married to this to this young yeah. woman? Married. Married. okay dig did get married she wow. said something which i thought was so real she gave an interview in essence and you know she said when she heard about you know him i guess you know getting engaged and getting married you know she said you know i, I was hurt because he told me i he was going to be a bachelor forever then she said you know i had to basically understand that i wasn't the woman for him mm-hmm. and that you know that was that was real like mm-hmm. you you know, you might not be the one that makes him settle down right. and, you know, gets into a committed relationship. And she said, you know, I had to really understand that about myself. I thought that was real. So um she also shared that um she dated Ocho Cinco for a while and that he had the biggest dick ever and that she actually never had sex with him. She said, I saw it and she was like, I wanted to save my walls. It was huge. <laughs> She was like, "I think I am. I think I might be gay." She was like, "Because I." She's like, "I did not want that in me and inside at all." So, um I actually did a little research and I did find it online. And um, yeah, he's monstrous. He's a monster. He's a monster. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's like you it know, you know, it didn't come to play. It came to save lives and build houses and. <laughs> Send kids to college and <laughs> do all oh, kinds of stuff. <laughs> okay. It was, it was, at, it's absolutely a monster. So um, she did share that. this it just about LaShawn McCoy, who, I mean, honestly, until this whole revelation that came out from McCoy's ex-girlfriend saying that he set her up and had her robbed and beaten. I never knew of this, this NFL player. Have you ever heard of him? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. So yeah, so she said that she dated him kind of a quick minute. Um, Sound like she never had sex with him, but that I guess they were sharing kind of a truth and dare. And he told her that his one flaw was that he comes too quick. <laughs> she oh, said mm-hmm. it was like a turn off. He's a quick comer. So turn off, I,
1: girl. I've had my run with that shit, and that's a, that's a one and done, no thing.
0: one minute man. That's a
1: one and done thing, girl. Did I tell you the story?
0: You might as well let's let's have an encore.
1: So <laughs> and I get an encore? <laughs> so this was somebody I I dated in the past, and I don't remember this happening then. This, but we dated a long time ago, back you know in my early twenties, like twenty twenty one. So we kind of reconnected um, a few years ago, and it was literally two pumps and a squirt. Oh. <laughs> was two times in a squirt.
0: Girl,
1: my face was like... <laughs> Knowing you, wait, I was this? could not believe this happened. And I was, you know, the, the sexual tension had built up so much. I'm like, You're be <laughs> You're like, wait, amazing. there's
0: been a mistake.
1: That was amazing. And it was like the complete opposite of amazing. And wow. He's he's Did yeah, he did, he did, and he tried to redeem himself, you know, later, but I was like, no, this is not ever happening again, mm no. This is a waste of yeah. My time. Yeah. <laughs> and he I, he got married, I'm like, you found somebody to marry that? Is <laughs> you, you smoking crap?
0: <laughs> you, you found it till death do us part with that?
1: <laughs> you must have paid her, it's got,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Must be an arrangement,
1: right? <laughs> right. I, I do I'm, remember I'm like, that. She getting, some, she getting some penis on the side because there is no way she's satisfied. No absolute way she's satisfied at all.
0: Well, maybe you just you know you got him to the point where you know he just couldn't contain himself. so' We're too old for that. We're in our fucking forties. You should already know how to <laughs> control and
1: hold. <hope. laughs> <laughs> You've been fucking since 2013.
0: You- <laughs> <laughs> That's the goddamn truth. <laughs> Shit. Uh-uh. No, I'm for that. Uh, all right. So getting back to Kay Michelle, she also mentioned that um, she lived with R. Kelly for a period of time. This was after the late Alia and after the whole P-gate. Um, she said that she went to R. Kelly after her uh, it sounds like a really abusive relationship that she had with Memphis, who I really don't know this guy, but he sounds like he was like a, a he was a producer at the time. So she said she was actually supposed to sign to R. Kelly um at first and whatever happened, blah blah blah. She said, But you know, R. Kelly's the type of person he gets really attached to people. Um, she talked about in his house, she said, no matter what, at any time of the day, 10 a.m., step in the name of love was playing. Um, and then she said she also never asked him about about the young girls she, she's like i didn't want to believe it about him so yeah that was um that like, was really interesting yeah what does she mean she didn't want to believe it, it was a video girl didn't That's- he say that wasn't him no i'm i'm just playing <laughs> devil's advocate i don't i don't already know oh that was him anyway you don't have to lie,
1: really. i'm just whatever i know
0: i know so i so and then continuing with with um the slime story are this R Kelly's brother came out with a response to, I admit, which Mm -hmm. I listened to you, you, you were 75% listened to, Mm -hmm. um, called I confess. So this is R Kelly's estranged brother, Carrie, which uh, is killer Kelly. Um, and he says that because he was dragged into the diss track um where r kelly allegedly says that you know their mother's turning over in the grave because his brothers ain't acting like brothers so his brother carries rebuttal raps he says you gave them females some crazy disease want you to know mama not please tell me how them niggas that t- that them niggas as tight and you ain't got a wife. Something smell fishy. What's going on? What kind of man wants to spend the night in a man's home? This is uh R. Kelly's brother Carrie on I Confess. So mm-hmm. seemingly he's outing his his brother on this song. It's mm-hmm. messy, man.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. It's, it's fam- I know. You like moving on. It's this family mess. So. <laughs> <laughs> not a thing all right okay did we do we finish ratchet do you have anything i don't have anything for ratchet this week okay so um want to get into the woke minute this is actually taking woke a little bit in a different direction but i wanted to first express my love for this show on fx called snowfall i found out about it courtesy of you you're the one who put me on so it is i I basically it's two seasons it's brought the fourth or fifth episode into the second season Uh um i literally binge watched the entire first season on a saturday last last weekend it was, it was just, a, and each episode was like an hour, but it was just that good. So the long and short of it, it's a, it actually is a show that, um, follows the rise of crack cocaine in LA in the late eighties. That's the, the premise of the story. And it follows, you know, a couple of different characters as they make their way into the quote unquote crack game. But I'm bringing this up in the woke minute because one of the very interesting storylines, which it points to the CIA's involvement in flooding um, L.A. and other parts of the country with crack cocaine into the black communities during the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So I did a little research and... Um, I looked into so in 1996 there was an article that was written by this journalist by the name of Gary Webb. He wrote a series of articles called Dark Alliance. It was a story behind the crack explosion, and it was also turned into a book. Which to be, I, I have this book, Dark Alliance, and I've never and I've never read it. So and you know I'm all into my Audible, so this will be a book that. I'm going to try to read very soon, but it's a, it was actually turned into a book in 1998, which Maxine Waters, she did the intro to, um, this book in the book. It asserts that the CIA basically helped orchestrate the sale of cocaine into the black neighborhoods of Los Angeles in the late, um, in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened was the CIA and the DEA. So that's the drug, you know, uh, environmental administration, um, They protected and employed Contra smoke smugglers, uh, coke smugglers. So the Contras were basically, uh, they were fighting the Sandinista government in Nicaragua. And the Sandinista government, they were basically like for the poor people. They worked for the peasants. They had uh, overthrown the U.S. place government that was in place before. So there was basically this war between the Sandinistas and the Contras. And if we rem- if you remember during the Reagan administration, I mean, we were all kind of young. Oliver North, and, you know, he, before that Senate hearing, and, you know, because he was the one who directed the Reagan administration to support those the contras. Mm-hmm. And the way that we did it was we were very lax on the drug smuggling that was going on in the United States so we allowed the contras to run drugs into our country and then we also the US and which has already been admitted we sold guns to Iran that was the Iran Contra affair. So we sold guns to Iran to fund the fight the contras were having in there in Nicaragua. So it's so this you know it basically means that the government was all the way involved in the drug game and the reason and the, you know, how drugs got into LA. And then, you know, we talk about Rick Ross, you know, if you remember all of those Senate hearings Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they were talking about the drugs and how they got into it. And, you know, Rick Ross was, he was a major drug dealer in LA during that time. And what these articles and what the book says was that Rick Ross and uh, one of his, one or two of his suppliers, who were basically Nicaraguan smugglers that were supported by the United States, you know, and they were allowed to move the drugs in. Rick Ross said that he actually he made almost a billion dollars in the drug game, um, and it, it almost yeah, because it was like six hundred million dollars at the time, and you know, largely because you know they were running. They were helping the, the CIA was protecting the whole the whole organization. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just in I, I like that Snowfall touches on this and it kind of gives you that background story. So it's almost taken as fact. You know, the other side of the story is that the CIA, when when all this came out, and this was back in the, the late 90s, and there were all these investigations, and, you know, John Kerry, Senator John Kerry, there was these hearings. And we remember Oliver North testifying before the Senate hearing. Um, they discredited this guy Webb, the journalist Webb, who had, who had basically exposed all this stuff. And, um, you know, he he's quoted as saying, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, This was Webb back in 1996, I believe. He said, quote, I was winning awards, getting raises, lecturing college classes, appearing on TV shows, and judging journalism contests, he wrote in a book. He said, and then I wrote some stories that made me realize how sadly misplaced my bliss had been. The reason I'd enjoyed such smooth sailing for so long hadn't been, as I'd assumed, because I was careful and diligent and good at my job, the truth was that in all those years, I hadn't written anything important enough to suppress. End quote. How crazy is that?
1: Wow.
0: So in the end, um, it he it was supposedly he died of a suicide. We all know. I think that that probably was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Freeway, Ricky Ross, you know that whole thing. He ended up uh, suing. Rick Ross, the damn rapper for the name and Jay-Z had to go and testify in court and it was this whole big thing. He lost he ended up losing the lawsuit. But free Ray Ricky Ross actually found a way to get out of jail because he had a life sentence mm-hmm. from doing all these jobs, but he he was able to educate himself in jail and get out um early. So he's actually he's been out since two thousand and nine. We, you know making appearances on all kind of podcasts and guest, guest shows. So, um, I wanted to bring that up. What do you think? Um,
1: you know, I've, i watched this, um, I, I love this show and, and just from my knowledge of that whole, um, how drugs were infiltrated into the, to the, um, to the community back then, you know, and that's actually how they meant dismem- this, dismantled um the black panthers they introduced you know drugs to them, but it's it's like you know when you think of it in in the whole scheme of things like I'm watching the show and I, I also you know read articles and um documentaries about how drugs um were flooding you know flooding our communities and right. how we had all these machine guns and all these you know all this artillery you know where does that stuff come from you know what I'm saying exactly. We we're, we don't have the connections to bring in that kind of um, you know guns into our community. You know if this, was, right. this was all orchestrated by by the government. And there was there was an article um, the other like a couple of weeks ago about in Chicago where they had um, I think there was like a, a truckload of guns and they just mm-hmm. op- they just opened the um, opened the uh, the doors to the truck. And just the guns were there. You can just go and get a gun. And, you know, where was our- this at? Chicago.
0: And when, when did this happen? I read the article a couple weeks ago. But it was something that happened recently or they said this was this is recently. What? And You
1: know, Chicago is just like a, a killing field out there. So all this stuff that's happening to our community is, 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 is by, is by design. It's, this is not happening. Right. This is all
0: by design. All by design, and so, this is what Snowfall is. It, it's showing that yeah. that part of it that you know this was not this was not an accident. Like it was it was carefully planned and thought out. And you you know there was a bigger picture. We were supposedly you know fighting a war for democracy, but no. I mean we we got we have government officials who are drug dealers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's what it was. So I mean. I applaud the show for even, even, you know, touching on that Mm. and bringing it to light. I mean, I, I, you know, I think after, and we were young, I don't know if you remember, but I remember, you know, seeing these hearings, they would like interrupt the news or they'd be on and, you know, you'd see Oliver North and he's standing up there because he was the one who, you know, was directing our government to, Hey, we need to let's, let's flip this money here in Iran. We're going to sell, uh, we, you know, we're going to sell arms to Israel. Israel's going to give it to Iran. So, it, you know, because that was the way of getting over the, the, um, arms embargo. So we, we were backdooring the whole thing. And then we're going to allow drugs to come into the United States. We're going to be real soft on these people because we want to give them guns and we want to fund, their, their war, um, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's all about power. It's just like, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And, and that, you know, the government, we, we have admitted that this was going on.
1: And it's, it's really interesting that, you know, back then when we had the war on drugs and, you know, because all these drugs were, you know, um, in our communities, we had a slew of drug addicts and they were criminalized. And now Mm -hmm. we have this whole, um, uh, epidemic now when heroin that's in the yeah. white communities and now it, they're very sympathetic to these white addicts where when it was majority black crack addicts you know they were, mm-hmm. they were criminalized and thrown in jail yep you know
0: so <sighs> very interesting so uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah no i was just i was just gonna say it's 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 so interesting when when um when uh forty five it has this tagline, Make America Great Again. It's like
0: when was it like, what, what what time what time period are you talking about?
1: When was it great? I mean it was a great for a select amount of people, select few people. But like it, what
0: day were you talking about?
1: It was terrible for us. Absolutely from the minute we fucking got here, it's been terrible. You know? Yeah.
0: But from one way or the other. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to. A great show, and I like I said, I am. I'm all in. I'm sold on it. I'm. It's like must see TV. It's um.
1: Show. It's um. And the, the lead character, he's um. I, I'm so amazed. You know, you, you, he's from um. He's from England, and so he has an English accent. But it's so amazing. You would never
0: know. You
1: wouldn't know because whoever was his dialect coach, perfected. Per- that- his West Coast accent, because you know,
0: unbelievable, the- unbelievable.
1: Right? Because he never slips. Right. Sometimes when when you um when I'm watching movies and you know somebody's supposed to be from a certain part of the country and they're like you're like they don't even sound like yeah you know, I've lived yeah. in that area and I, I know yeah, Even
0: Idris, you. Idris yeah. has slipped. Out. You can hear him slip. Out. and it's funny because this this actor's name is Damson Idris.
1: Right. And you know, um, I used to watch The Wire. It used to drive me like it. The Wire was an amazing show, amazing show. But what would drive me crazy is that, you know, I lived in Baltimore. You lived in Baltimore for oh, all. Mm-hmm. I'm like these motherfuckers seven do seven. Not sound like Baltimoreans, and it used to drive me crazy because I'm like, this is mm. not what Baltimore sounds like. And Baltimore has not at a, all a
0: mm-hmm.
1: specific dialect and how they talk. It's very specific.
0: It, it's it's, it's specific. very specific, and you know what? It's <laughs> you got to put your computer up. To understand,
1: right? Okay, I, okay. And so that kind of took away from the authenticity of it, but this guy, absolutely, he he sounds like he is from West Coast, and even like some of this, you know, a lot of West Coast people come from the South, and I can mm-hmm. actually hear a West Coast accent, and I can hear a Southern accent when this dude
0: talks. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I think, but if, if people, if you could just watch it just for that, because his acting. Is amazing. Is amazing. When you when you pull back the layers and you hear him, he's he's so totally into character. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So I yeah, just even just to watch it to watch this kid and I think he's like he's like thirty years old playing a, a nineteen year old. Yeah,
1: he has a baby face. He's a little cutie.
0: Amazing, him? amazing, absolutely amazing. So yes, 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 yes. All right, okay. So moving on. Do we have anything else? Are we are we We'll no, start, I have we'll uh, something
1: I want to touch on. Um, I read, I came across this article a couple of weeks ago, and I've kind of been following the story. Um, it's about this guy. Uh, his name is Dwayne Johnson. Uh, not to be mistaken with uh, The Rock. Somebody Lord
0: knows I did.
1: <laughs> it's not him. But he was a groundsman, um, and he was awarded $289 million by a jury that found Weed Killer and Roundup. And Roundup was like a... Um, the weed kill that you use to like uh, spray on your grass or whatever. To yeah,
0: and I have I have some under my sink right now for the yeah. for the flowers. Yep. They
1: gave him lymphoma.
0: So what happened mm.
1: was um, he developed a really bad rash, and you know it was eventually it was diagnosed as non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, mm. So now it's been four years, and he's actually near death. And I don't if you want to Google this thing, this man, this, his skin looks horrid.
0: Yeah, it like, yeah.
1: It's just. Is being eaten away by this cancer, so um, he's school uh, excuse me, he, um, he let me see, I'm sorry He sued uh, Monsanto, which is the makers of this weed um, killer, and he was awarded 289 million dollars. but now they're saying he may even get, he may get less than 10 percent of that from some tax laws that, um, that Trump imposed back in, 2000, um, I guess 2016. Um, so he may mm-hmm. he may get like twenty million dollars out of this two eighty nine million dollars that he
0: that well let's he- assuming because they've already said that they are they're gonna appeal the ver- the verdict so you mm-hmm. know appeals that this I mean in all actuality he probably won't see any of it. you know they they gave him eighteen months to live from what I understand. so by the time this goes through and you know on appeal,
1: mm-hmm. I mean
0: we're you know we're talking two three years.
1: Yeah, so you know this is something that his his family will benefit from, but
0: yeah,
1: it, it doesn't uh, take away from. I mean, it doesn't replace his life at all, at all. So I'm I'm definitely following this story. Um, it's it's terrible because you know I now that this story has come out, there's other stories where you know this kind of whatever the chemical that that they're saying that causes cancer that's being found in like cereals and baby food, and it's like you know we're 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 eating to die. You know, it's like what can you eat? Yeah. What can you drink? Everything is contaminated with something. Every time I open a the computer, there's always something being recalled because of um because of something. I have this blood pressure medicine which I haven't started taking yet. But um, like a couple weeks ago, they recalled all of this um blood pressure medicine
0: because it was fucking killing people. I heard, I read that. I read that and you know, I you know, to in all honesty cuz I take I take me- me- uh, medicine for high blood pressure as well. Mm-hmm. And if you can, because sh- I, I need to find out what drug is it? What what exactly? Because it goes by a different name.
1: Yeah, it does. And I
0: was, I was like, damn, research to figure out what exactly are they talking about that's been recalled.
1: I don't know. I, I know what yeah. I, I didn't even open the bottle. I was <laughs> like, I'm not even doing it. So what I did is I researched. Some um, some natural ways to bl- to bring your blood pressure down. So I have beet juice that I've been drinking every day. Bananas. Um, I have some garlic pills, and then I also just read that um, not ginger. There's another root that um that that can lower your blood pressure as well. Cause I'm thinking, you know, this is my blood pressure is high because of something that I'm eating. So it's, it's got to be something I can do to. I don't have to take. We don't always have to take medicine. There's a natural. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. We're not the way to to resolve our illnesses. So, and it's not eating Popeyes, which I had earlier today, but
0: <laughs> amazing. However, <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> but um, but yeah, it's 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 these kind of stories just really make me sad.
0: It makes me sad. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I think um, you know, just in 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 reading this story and just understanding the it the two hundred eighty nine million dollars is not going to be. You know, he's he's. Close. What I understand, he's close to death,
1: yeah. and
0: it's not gonna. It's that it's not gonna, you know, bring him back to health at all. But I think what what stands out to me in this case is just the egregiousness that Monsanto and these companies, which, you know, if you do the if you do the line, Monsanto is owned by Bayer. You know, Bayer that was was ig Farben. that was you know during hitler's third reich and these were the companies that were supplying the drugs and the gas chambers i mean you know it goes all the way back to to that mm-hmm. and just how they conducted themselves you know cash is king so you know of all the tests that were done like they knew for years that this chemical that was in you know this product was 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 um not even like dangerous to animals and plants, but it killed them. Like they knew it and they covered it up. And yeah. that to me, like that's the, the worst part of this.
1: Yeah. They that, found, uh, they found a secret internal Monsanto documents that proved that Monsanto had known for decades that Roundup kills cancer. I mean, causes cancer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they suppressed it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kept it going. And that, <sighs> the sadness. So I, it's a, it's a victory and I'm, I am, I'm I'm happy that they've admitted this, but I think, you know, like I said, they're gonna appeal it. They've already said that they're gonna appeal it. They're gonna tie this up. So, you know, I'm um, hopefully it'll it'll be a quick resolution, you know, yeah. before he takes his last breath. Yeah, so,
1: so. Hey, all right, that's that's what I have
0: for the Wook. Okay, well, we can lighten it up with a little bit of something on our on our tongues. What we got over here for our weekend. Uh,
1: so this is this was a little bit different um this week. Our um our little weekend dick report. So I was on Instagram and you know Instagram is just like a rabbit hole. You be on that thing for hours and somehow That's why I
0: don't I can't.
1: Girl, i be on it for hours. <laughs> it's terrible. But I uh, I ended up on Monetta Shaw's page. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she used to. Um, they were never married, but she was in, engaged to Neo, the and singer. She, mm-hmm. Neo, the singer. who I'm not even sure if he's not gay, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. they have and they have two kids together. And now he has a couple kids by his by his new wife. But when they were married, I, I think Monetta used to be on um on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She was on one of those reality shows. But when they were together, mm-hmm. um. They, I guess they agreed on her having a sterilization procedure where, you know, she wouldn't be able to have any more kids after, you know, her two kids were born. They decided they didn't want to have any more kids together. And um, she got her tubes tied or burned or, you know, whatever she did. Mm -hmm. Um, But after she had the procedure, Neo called off their wedding like two months before they were supposed (laughs) to get married. And he got another. Started a whole new family with a whole new woman.
0: So Good old woman.
1: <laughs> So my question is, what would you do if your husband insisted on you getting your two sides?
0: I mean, I, is this really a, okay? Cause I think you already know what I'm going to say, but let me just say it for everybody. Like I, and I don't, they weren't married at the time, but like girl, sis, you don't let anybody dictate what you do with your body. Mm -hmm. no one nada nunca so that's your bad I don't you know and I think you know whether it was you know money and you know he control I don't know but like that should have never happened in the first place Mm -hmm. you mean you got your tubes tied and you know I don't I don't know what her specific age was at the time but I'm assuming she of course she was still a childbearing you know age and God, I was dumb. That was just plain. I was a, that was a dumb decision because look what happened It's sad, but like mm. this man, you know, and men, men are different. We, as women, you know, we have, we have a window mm. men, you know, you can, they can, they can do it. And you know, seventies, eighties, 80 years old, they can still have kids. So it's, it's different, but you allow this man to come into your life and take away that, that that privilege and you weren't
1: married to this man
0: you weren't weren't even married married. and look what he did (laughs) he went and got it popping with somebody else wow yeah that's your bad that's your i'm sorry that's your that's your bad should have never even happened. I wish somebody would. You know, I'm I'm in the age of I wish somebody would. I, I this is how I live my life with everything. I wish somebody would. This is how I'm able to go out of my house at midnight and take jogs by myself and go on trips by myself and mm-hmm. do th- You know, because I'm an independent woman. I wish somebody would. Now I have to be careful about that. Somebody just <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to get yoked up. Yes. But I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. And that's this is what I'm saying to the sis. I wish somebody would tell me what to do with my insides, with my, body. my innards. This is body.
1: you know, I think as, as as women, we have to realize, and I think it this comes with maturity, it comes with discernment, but we have to understand that your purpose on being on this earth is not to keep a man. So if you're making decisions based on keeping your man, you know, you you live your life all the way
0: wrong. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because you made that decision based on this man, I I guess, did not want any more children with you. So but wanted all the fruits of that, which is basically to to bang you out Mm -hmm. without any consequence, because that's what it sounds like to me. Mm hmm. I want to be able to bang you out and not use any protection, Uh and but I I don't want any any consequences of that. I don't want any children from that. And you went along with it, sweetie boo boo. Mm -hmm. And you know, terrible, terrible.
1: Kind of,
0: um, kind of. This story kind
1: of reminds me of. I don't know. Do you watch Love Is?
0: Yes, I watched Love
1: Is. (laughs) talking. So this. (laughs) So, of course I watched
0: that show that makes my blood boil. Girl,
1: so, all right, let me take a deep breath and talk about this show real quick. Yep, yep. So, you know, I followed Mara and um, Mara and her husband, Celine's story from, from, you know, years ago when she was, um, when she created Girlfriends. That was like my absolute favorite sitcom. I love Girlfriends. And I just love the story of them. You know, they're married. Um, they work together, they have this company, this business, they have these beautiful kids. And from afar, I'm like, I I just love them as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I, I never said anybody's goals because no you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but I just like the like the idea of this couple, you know. So when um this show came out and I knew it was based off of you know their life, whatever their story, I was just all into it. I was just here for it, ready to just fall in <laughs> love with them. Even more, girl. I start watching this damn stuff. I, I want to kill Yassir. I hate him. I absolutely mean, hate him. I hate him so much. Every every episode, so on my Facebook, what? On my Facebook page, I'm, I always post like, "Who's watching Love Is?" So me and my my Facebook friends, we all comment on it. So the first the first time. The first episode, we're like, "Oh, this is so cute. This is that." The second episode comes, and we're like, "Okay, oh, okay. okay." Third episode comes, like, this "Nigga." Fourth episode, I'm like, "This nigga gotta go. <laughs> he gotta go. He gotta go." And it makes me, I, when I when I watch it, it's almost like deja vu because I'm like, "This was my relationship." Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was my relationship. And I feel like I've been seeing Nori so much. Like even after this last um episode last week, I feel like I understand her to the core. Because everything that she's doing for him, I have done. Everything that he's doing to her has been done to me. And I'm looking at her like, girl, don't be a dumb bitch. Don't be a dumb bitch, girl. <laughs> you know, and I'm dumb. And like her first real love, and you know, your first real love, you do some dumb ass shit. And he's older, Man.
0: Than,
1: he's older <laughs> than he is, he's been married, he has a kid, he, he's been divorced, so he's fucking lived, you know. So mm-hmm. his experience like runs laps around her, and he's just using that
0: to manipulate her. Oh my god, I, sw- I, 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 I sw- well, you and I had the conversation. I mean, I know because I, I watched the show based off of what you told me again and I was all in I'm like oh my god I love them they are just so they're cute I just I love the whole thing they fell in love in like a day in like two days or something then you get to like episode two and three I'm like you know what I couldn't he would have thrown me through the glass sliding door already me and him would have been been out here in butt naked (laughs) outside tussling okay wrestling
1: and I don't navigate mm. violence at all, but I think that nigga would have got my fist in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, he, he, he's so arrogant. He's so insecure. He's He's nigga.
0: very controlling. Very control. And I'm like, do oh they my- mean to show this side? And because this I- is not open love
1: right now. Right. y'all are not I- open love. She said, I read somewhere where she was like, you know, we had a hard time not making him look like a male chauvinist. And I'm like. Okay. What did y'all leave out? <laughs> what did y'all leave out? Because from what I'm saying, this is tame. Because what what I'm seeing now, like, girl. And so you know, I'm I'm on this um this Facebook group that's that's for specifically for the show. So you know, every episode they comment or whatever. And mm-hmm. somebody made a comment about um what did they say something about well we well he's successful now so you know she whatever they made it. And I'm like, well, he's successful. However, that doesn't make him a, a good person. And what does she? To, you know, they've been married for decades. What does she have to do to to make him successful? Like, what does she have to tuck away and hurt
0: for her? You know, depress right, belittle herself and and all kind of stuff. Because I mean, I think it's they're showing it. You you see what she has to do. She has to make herself small. Mm-hmm. to fit into this man's ego and I, world, his world of ego
1: and you know i don't i i, I kind of don't want to say this but i'm gonna say it anyway but you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: he, was, he was newly converted to to being a muslim to <laughs> and you know they're not the most feminist
0: friendly religion <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> we'll be like oh he talking that god body shit. i'm out <laughs> Girl, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Please, please. <laughs> get out of my face with that. I had a. Oh, no. That 5% of shit. Mm-mm, I'm good. Girl, mm-mm.
1: I, I cannot do it. My 20 year old self would have been, all- been all over it, right? All over it. My 40 fucking year old self, nigga, get out of my face with that shit. I don't- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. She's successful. She got her own money. She got her own house. Her own career. This dude has no job. Living with his girl ex-girlfriend. Got a kid he don't take care of. Broke ass car. Like, really? This is what we doing, Nori. This is what we're doing. All right. You know, it'd it be
0: hard to watch sometimes.
1: I know. All the time. And I sit here every time I'm, and normally when I'm watching shows, I watch them. I watch the episodes over and over again. Like Snowfall, I just had a, um, a marathon yesterday. Well, actually early today on uh, Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Like I watch shows. Queen Sugar, I watch, I rewatch the episodes. You know, because it's stuff that I missed or whatever. But you yeah, I can't one watch and done. one episode. It's a one and done thing for me. I cannot.
0: I can't, but I feel invested. Same here, but I feel invested. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch it to the end because the end they do get engaged or whatever. He proposed. You proposed. No, I'm done. I'm done. Don't even tell me that. I didn't even see. Okay, I'm done. I'm all the way done. I didn't know that part.
1: I'm like, this what you want? This is your king. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm done. (laughs) i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm all the way done oh oh my gosh yeah i I mean he would have thrown me down the flight of stairs already we would have already been i would have had a knife to his neck or some shit because i couldn't i couldn't like just mad disrespectful and nigga you living in my house
1: (laughs) where she she bought a couch i think it was like a pink couch and he was just me and he and she came in, and like, he bucked on the mother. Yeah. I saw it, and was like, like "What? I think you should put this couch in your in office. your office, nigga. Did you put in on this couch? No, not a cent. Yeah. You gonna sit your black ass on the couch? And You gonna shut the fuck up,
0: <laughs> girl? I, can't. I was like, me and me and my mouth. Mm-hmm. Cops would already been called. It would have been. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's mm-hmm. so. done. All right, yeah, so, but love is, but it's a good show. Please watch. (laughs) Tune in. (laughs) Must see TV. All right, all right, all right. So, moving on. We are now at the I Reminisce, I Reminisce part of the show. So, this week is my reminisce. So, in honor of the late Aretha Franklin, who passed away this week, she is the queen of soul. She asked for a little respect and she made her way into the rock and roll hall of fame. So got to give it up to her. I've been recently revisiting a lot of her music and I'm just like, it's thank God that she shared her voice with the world. Cause it. it's her voice is like, I can't think of anybody that's in comparison. You know, some people try to bring up Mary J. Blige. It's like, Nope, Nope, not at all. So Um, but so I wanted to, I was looking at how many times and, you know, how many artists have sampled her, you know, from the Rolling Stones, who, you know, did Jumpin' Jack Flash, there's Alicia Keys with No One, Big Daddy Kane has um, used her voice a lot of times in his music, my favorite was Most Deaf, Miss Fat Booty, Um, Outcast with Jazzy Bell, there was Onyx, Last Days, Mariah, Fantasy, which is another famous, uh, which is another um, favorite of mine but my absolute number 1 favorite was drop a gem on them which is a single off of mob deeps hell on earth It has a vocal sample of Aretha talking about, the rain's got to fall, if you remember that. So, I'm going to paint the picture for you, because you know, like, mob deep, you know where where my heart is. So this is November 1996. I was a sophomore, I think I was a sophomore, freshman in college, Um, and my mother bought me this CD for Christmas, so it was like under the tree. Um, But this was a time when the East Coast, West Coast beef, if you remember, was really big. So this song drop a gem on him this is where it was actually a diss to tupac because i if you remember like out of nowhere you know tupac started dissing my beat, you know and that whole beef with you know um big so this song was actually recorded when tupac was alive but it was released after he died so in it you know they talk about pop getting raped on rikers island they talk about when he was shot the first time and then when he shot himself You know, I think he shot himself in the head or or, or in the leg or something like that. Um, But Prodigy and both Havoc have said uh, at one time or another that out of respect for Tupac's family, um, they didn't promote this song. And it was actually like taken off of the radio. And, you know, in all honesty, this song could not be played on the radio. It had... Some of the most controversial, but what I think was some of the tightest lyrics, y'all can fight me on it. He said, I had the whole New York state aiming at your face, at the gate, bottom line, off top soon as you came through, shot through, don't even know the half of the group. He said, you got gat, you better find it and use that shit. Think fast and get reminded of robberies in Manhattan. You know what happens, 60 G's weren't the gun clapping. Who shot you? You probably screamed louder than the opera. Talking about Tupac, that is some to me some of the tightest rhymes ever. Um, you know, I'm a I am a live, I live, breathe, mob deep. I still play their music. You know, I think Havoc is one of the best producers ever. You know, always had the flawless production always, they were always consistent in lyrics and produ- in, in the whole production. And, you know, their music was, to me, was like, not radio friendly at all. I mean, unless you wanted to hear a bunch of beeps you know, through the music. I mean, they never had any R&B hooks. Um, but it was always perfect music. So, that is my reminisce. What do you think? That's, that's dope. You know, um,
1: Mom D, you, it's funny you said that they didn't play it on the radio, but back in the day, back in Virginia, we used to have, I guess it's not really the afternoon drive, but it was like six o'clock. They used to play Ma V heavy in Virginia. Like heavy yeah. on the radio. Heavy on the radio. But yeah, this is a good reminisce.
0: This is a good reminisce. I I love, I love the whole I was gonna I had a little mention. Okay, so I because I don't I don't wanna talk too much into it, but Prodigy Recipes, he gave an interview on Viceland to the therapist where the way that he's talking this was he probably gave this interview maybe in 2016 or like early 2017 i mean it was it sounded like it was months before his passing but it's almost like a foreshadowing of what was to come and he talked about the pain of his sickle cell anemia and um you know, it's in a way he kind of foreshadowed the end of his life. So it's a, I'm not going to say too much about it because it, it kind of spooks me out, to be honest. Um, but I think it's a good listen. I, you know, I think that man, and I've said this before, of Prodigy where, you know, we kind of grew up with him, you know, in terms of the music and just his the evolution. And it's, I think it's so sad because what was to come, um, would have been amazing, you know, in terms of where he was as, you know, from the, you know, North side of things as a little shorty and, you know, as uh, an an evolved and evolving man um, who was using his artistry. It was amazing.
1: I think when you, um, like you said, it's amazing to watch people's progression because when you turn, when you're like in your forties, your whole outlook on life, it just kind of just, broadens you just because you become so mature so it would have been dope to see you know to see what he would have done you know what i mean yeah
0: absolutely so rest in peace prodigy recipes aretha franklin but that's the reminisce so where are we at now
1: all right so we're at the Black business support. Black business segment of the show. Um, this is the part of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and desire to build awareness of products and services made for us by us. So boo boo. <laughs> so this week I chose Bevel and i actually wanted to buy this because i was thinking about cutting my hair but anyway bevel is a grooming system that includes clippers trimmers shaving kits lotions razors all designed for coarse and curly hair um Mm. it was started by tristan walker in palo alto california um a few years ago back in 2013. um he's actually a graduate of stanford business school and so he um i don't know if you if you've heard of this but he used to just sell his stuff online and I, you know, before we started this podcast, I at least used to listen to a lot of podcasts. And, um, and I guess, I don't know if he had like, um, some sort of deal with podcasts, but they would run his commercials and, and hype up his, uh, you know, this whole brand. Um, but he went from selling online to now he's in target. He raised like $24 million. Um, Nas is one of his investors. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So the flagship product is the bevel razor. Um, it's, Designed to eliminate razor burn and irritation for people with coarse hair Um, and it's made especially popular with black males and What else so now um, they have like this sort of subscription thing where you pay $59.99 for the kit and then you pay $30 every month and then you get like um, a monthly delivery of like different shaving creams and lotions and different tools and utensils to, to, to clean your shit up, you know, okay throwing down your neck so um check them out go to getbevel.com, and they're also on instagram um and just just uh put in bevel so go take a look
0: go buy some stuff your neck up i've actually i've seen this product um i didn't know it was black owned so look at that yep it's black owned excellent okay well we have now come to the part of the show that i think is so sad we've come to the end (laughs) <laughs> so you can subscribe to that's what I'm saying, the podcast. We're in the Apple Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast Store, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher Cast Pod, which is Uber Convenient. We also plan on your mama's uh, radio and your daddy's uh, uh, phone, iPhone. So you get (laughs) us there. You can, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's that's what I say. Three visit us. That's what I'm saying. Podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions. We love, we love some good old dick. Right up in our inboxes um, and comments. Not that kind of dick, though, y'all. Please. (laughs) Um, We have a (laughs) shout-out.
1: We always want to shout-out our super producer, Vegas World. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter. His Instagram and Twitter name is... What's his Instagram? Is it Vegas World Inc.? Yeah, Vegas Vegas World Inc. Girl. I'm so spacey today. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all. Take care. Peace.